Tech News。Hey everyone! Welcome back to Cantonese Class 101, and congratulations to you for having the guts to click play on a grammar lesson. Yeah, the word grammar seems so foreboding. Right, a lot of us have grammar anxiety, or post-traumatic grammar disorder. <laughs> I know I do from learning English. Fortunately, at Cantonese Class 101, we have developed a therapy for this. Yes, painless therapy. We know current practice. Is to use grammar book shock therapy, which involves something to the effect of ordering ten pounds worth of grammar textbooks you'll never even open from Amazon.com. I've been there. Sometimes I get nightmares and cold sweats. The grammar books sitting on the shelves, laughing at me. Well, what we do is take all the grammar and make it easy for you. Yep, we're going to prove it to you today with a grammar head start. And we have good news. Yes. Well. You might have listened to the lesson in this series, all about Cantonese characters. That's right. That is the lesson right before this one in the series. Well, the good news is that compared to learning about Cantonese characters, Cantonese grammar is a lot simpler. And it's a lot simpler than grammar in many other languages. That's true. So, if you hate conjugating verbs as much as I do, and you can't accept that words have genders. Or you can't roll your R's, then Cantonese is definitely the language for you. Exactly. We can promise a few things. One of them being no conjugation. Yay! We're about to tell you what you need to know right off the bat to give you a jump start on Cantonese. Yes, and you get the last laugh at the grammar books. Okay. So first of all, don't believe the rumor circulating that Cantonese has no grammar. Let's just call that an urban legend. <laughs> yeah. Nothing is that easy. However, the gods of language were kind to Cantonese, knowing all it had to contend with—the tones, characters, etc. It's definitely got grammar, but not the kind you have to dread. So, hey, how about let's start with the humble sentence? Yeah, a great place to start. Maybe one of the best things about Cantonese's non-grammary grammar is that Cantonese verbs are not inflected, meaning that they don't change form. That's true. Only one form of each verb exists. It doesn't matter who is talking, when they are talking about, or who they are talking to. The verb is still the same. That makes it much easier for language students. That's true, Matt. But as we said, this doesn't mean that Cantonese is grammar-free. No. Rather, in Cantonese, there are other things that will tell us the things that verb conjugation normally tells us. Yes, in Cantonese, word order is the most important thing. It's a pretty big deal. As word order is often your only clue to figuring out who is doing what. So let's start with the most basic kind of sentence to illustrate. Yes, in a normal Cantonese declarative or simple sentence, the word order is the same as that we used in normal English sentences, being subject, verb, then object. Yes. So, for example, 我学广东话 In English, precisely the same. I study Cantonese. I is I. Is study. Cantonese is the word for Cantonese. I study Cantonese. Right. Now I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, awesome. Yes, awesomely easy. No matter who is talking, they can just swap out the subject and the verb, and the sentence order remains the same. 
In this case, it's great to have a parallel foundation with English. It lets us have an easy place to start. I mean, think of all the things you will be able to say right away. So let's have some more fun, Nicole. Sure. How about 我食饭 I eat rice. Again, the same as English. 我食饭 I eat rice. Right. And how about 我教广东话 Or I teach Cantonese. Again, the same word order. 我教广东话 I teach Cantonese. Awesome. So you can see how easy it is to start speaking Cantonese. You can already make three sentences. I love it. Okay, but sorry. Now we're going to have to get negative. What? How can we go from all that awesomeness to negative? Negative verbs. Ah, yes. Making sense is negative. Okay, this is easy too. That's right. Throw that grammar book out the window. <laughs> There was another great thing about Cantonese: making sentences negative. How do we do it? Negation occurs before the verb and any prepositional phrase, and all we have to do is add our negation word. So, for the example we just had, to make it negative, you just add a negation word. In this case, m in front of the verb. Exactly. That would be 我唔学广东话 Literally translated is I not study Cantonese. Okay, but we are studying Cantonese. That's right. So another important part of language is expressing the verb tense. Again, here's your head start, and it's easy. Now, don't get tense. We know that usually the thought of verb tenses is enough to warrant an immediate trip to a Cantonese masseuse to calm us down. Oh wait, that sounds good enough. Actually, it does. All right, but after <laughs> class. For now, let's just relax. Cantonese verbs don't change tense. Yes. Instead, we just slip in a time word to indicate whether something will happen tomorrow, is happening now, or happened yesterday. That's right. Strategically placed time words. Cantonese is a no-nonsense language. Instead of messing around inflecting verbs, the Cantonese language relies heavily on the use of adverbs to communicate what English and many other languages do with different verb tenses. Let's start with the sentence with the verb to go, for example. In Cantonese, how? Rather than messing around with the verb itself, Cantonese will just add adverbs to let you know when an action was or is going to take place. So, how would I go to the park in present tense sound in Cantonese? 我去公园 Literally, I go park. 我去公园 I go park. Again, we see the simplest subject verb. An object order of the sentence, so we get the essence of what is going on here, right? I go park. 我去公园 Subject, verb, object. Yes. So now let's make it future tense. Okay. So maybe I will go to the park tomorrow. The word for tomorrow is 听日 So I go to the park tomorrow will be 听日我去公园 Tomorrow, I go park. 听日我去公园 Tomorrow, I go park. And if I want to tell you I am going now, then you just add now. The word in Cantonese for now is 依家 So you say 依家我去公园
Now I go park. Now I go park. And what if I went yesterday? The word for yesterday is 尋日. So you would say 尋日我去公園. Yesterday I go park. 尋日我去公園. Yesterday I go park. So we just sub out the time word, and that lets us know what tense the sentence is in. Exactly. Ah, I'm feeling less tense already. (laughs) (laughs) Now, of course, life gets more complicated than this, and there are other ways of expressing tense in Cantonese, such as expressing past experience and things. These will come later, but we promise they're not much harder than this. You will master them in no time. Definitely. Okay, now, here's another one. Major words. People will give you all kinds of doom and gloom about major words. But after all that easiness we just learned, you can't hold major words against Cantonese. Even English has major words. That's right. In English, we also sometimes count in units as well. We just don't notice. For example? A pair of socks. Mm-hmm. Two loaves of bread. Mm-hmm. Three cases of beer. In Cantonese, however... This measure or counting words must be used when objects are enumerated. Right. Whether it's just one person or 130 million people. Yes. And the measure word will come between the number and the noun being counted. For example, 一本书. One book or a book. 四个朋友. Four friends. 嗰张纸 or 嗰一张纸 That piece of paper or that one piece of paper. So, as we heard here, the format is number, major word, object. Exactly. Number, major word, object. Yes. One side note, when the number is one, however, it's okay to omit the number in that case. Yes. But you can't omit the major word if you just say one book or four friends. It's not correct. Right, it's, it's, it's wrong. The challenge with the major words is that there are a lot of them, and certain ones go with certain nouns. And sometimes they follow a pattern, as in the case for a lot of objects that take the major word we learned here. It is frequently paired with flat objects. In time, you will get used to the more commonly heard measure words. Plus, here's a little bonus. There is one measure word that's used way more than the others. I know. It's go. You can use it to enumerate people. That would be a very legitimate use of it. However, it can also be your little measure word crutch. You can use this until you have more specific measure words for things. Yeah, go, it's kind of the fallback measure word. It's better to use it than nothing at all. So when you're at a loss for a major word, this word will often do the trick. Okay, how about something else that's universal to every language? Pronouns. Yes, things like I, you, he, this, etc. Right, pronouns are that small class of words found in many languages. They are used as replacements or substitutes for nouns and noun phrases. And they have a very general reference. Things like I, you, he... And this. Yeah, Cantonese has first, second, and third person pronouns too. 
and like English, they have singular forms. I, you, he, she, and it all being singular.、Mm-hmm. We also have plural as well. We, you, and they. The same pronouns are used for subject, object, and possession. Yes. So the Cantonese word 我 doesn't change. It can mean either I or me, depending on its position in the sentence or context. So to make a pronoun plural, just add the suffix they to the pronoun. Now here's something interesting. The word for he or she sounds exactly the same. Yes, isn't that awesome? Gender isn't reflected in the spoken language. It comes in very handy when you have something to hide, like when you don't want someone to know your lunch date was actually a man friend or something. Right, right. The Cantonese are good at being ambiguous. However, the written form of the word has a slight difference that tells you if the person is male or female. Okay, so hit us with some pronouns in Cantonese. 我 I. 我哋 We or us. 你 You. 你哋 You, but plural. 佢 He, she. Or it. They. They. Yes, I have one last little head start tip for everyone. It's about making things plural. You saved the best for last, didn't you? Yes, I did. Because in the vast majority of situations, nouns in Cantonese don't change when they're plural. See, you gotta love Cantonese grammar. I think Cantonese people know how to keep things simple. Yeah, except for like those thirty-four stroke characters. Oh yeah, those. <laughs> Looks like somebody spilled a bottle of ink, <laughs> and then blew their nose. No, they didn't. And it was windy, and there was dust flying all over. Okay. But we promised painless, and I think we delivered. This is your head start on Cantonese grammar. Keep up with Cantonese Class One Hundred One for more lessons that'll teach you Cantonese in the way you want to learn without paying. Premium members use the review track to perfect your pronunciation. Available at CantoneseClass101.com. The review track gives you vocabulary and phrases, followed by a short pause so you can repeat the words aloud. It's the best way to get good fast. It really is. That's right. Bye bye. Bye.